1: Edition of the My Two cents podcast. I am your host, G2. This is episode, I believe, 159. We're almost at 160. Um, I would like to ask every single one of you, how are you doing today? I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody had a great uh week. This was the first official week, everybody was back at work, and children were back at school since uh I'll say the beginning of the year, and I hope everybody was able to get what they wanted to get done this past week if not have no fear this upcoming week is upon us and you should not fret as much life's too short just handle what you can't handle and um don't worry about the rest also tomorrow is martin luther king day so the banks are going to be closed down so if you need to get money probably go to your atms and take as much money as you can out right now if you need it but Again, tomorrow's uh, Martin Luther King Day if you listen to this episode on a Sunday. But if you listen to this on a Monday, happy Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Now, we'll get all that stuff out the way. Let's start today off with the National Food Day of the week. Today being January the 13th, it is National Peach Mobile Day. January 14th, it will be National Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day. January 15th, it is Strawberry Ice Cream Day. January 16th, it is International Hot and Spicy Food Day as well as National Fig Newton Day. January 17th, National Bootlegger's Day, as well as National Hot Buttered Rum Day. January 18th, Peking Duck Day. Um, January 19th, it'll be National Popcorn Day. And to finish us off for January the 20th, it will be National Butter Crunch Day, as well as National Cheese Lovers Day. Now, with the National Food Days done here, um, I do always start the show off with the condolences, and it's not going to change here. Today, I want to talk about uh, the first condolence is to an actor, Aiden Canto, best known for his TV appearances for his roles on The Cleaning Lady and Designated Survivor, has died at the age of 42. Um, it was confirmed by his publicist to TV Line that actor Aiden Canto died on January 8th, 2024. of appendicill cancer the publicist will put out a statement saying Aiden had a death of spirit that few truly knew those who glimpsed it were changed forever he leaves behind his wife best friend and creative partner Stephanie Canto as well as his two greatest works of art Roman Alder three and a half years old and Eve Josephine one and a half years old he will be truly and greatly missed by so many Uh, Warner Brothers Television and Fox also released a statement saying we are heartbroken to learn of the passing of Aiden Cantu, a wonderful actor and dear friend. We were honored to have him as part of the Warner Brothers Television and Fox Entertainment family since his U.S. debut in the following more than a decade ago. More recently, he lit up the screen in The Cleaning Lady with a powerful performance that showcases artistry, range, death, and vulnerability. This is an unfathomable loss, and we grieve alongside his wife, Stephanie, their children, and loved ones. We will miss Aiden dearly. So, we had an actor here that died uh, this past week. Um, age 42, that's... That's, uh... I always say that's kind of almost to the mid of life expectancy because uh, midlife crisis starts at the age of 50. He didn't even get to hit 50 yet. He had died at the age of 42. So that's in the words when you look at being adult, people say that's kind of young. So um, that's a sad thing. And for it to be cancer, cancer just being a thing is uh, a detriment Nobody wants to have cancer. Any type of cancer kind of sucks, and I'll get more into that kind of later when I talk about Michael Strahan. That'll probably be the last topic I, I do want to talk about, because I want to end the episode on a bright note. Um, but just cancer in general, it sucks. Anybody that's had cancer, anybody that's probably dealing with cancer right now, they're got to go through some type of treatment, take some meds, and um, you hear so many stories about just cancer in general, just constantly uh, taking people out, and it got... One more person here. So, um, rest in peace to and Canto. I hope that his wife and their children will be able to not get over this, but slowly start to process this in a way and manner that they can go and live out the rest of their lives. It won't be the same, but hopefully they won't have this sorrow creeping in year in as they go about their lives. Right now, it's a big uh pill to swallow, so I'm hoping that they will easily, year by year, start feeling less of that uh pain in their uh, chest and in their soul, so that's what I'm hoping for for his family and his uh friends. Now, on to the next uh, condolences here, and this is kind of a PSA that I do want to give out to everyone, um, as it's come from News Nation, as it reads, Students want Lincoln University president fired after the vice president died by suicide. Um, the vice president of student affairs at Lincoln University, Dr. Antoinette Bailey, reportedly died by suicide after bullying and severe mistreatment. Family sources confirmed with HBCU buzz. Now, the Lincoln University president, Dr. John Mosley, is now facing calls to resign amongst protest from the community. Um, sources told HBCU buzz that Lincoln University administration failed Bailey in her cries for help and should no longer be allowed to lead Lincoln University students, alums are now rallying for accountability using the fire Mosley hashtags to help spread awareness. Um, it would be stated that multiple emails obtained by someone close to Bailey shared with KRCG show, she sent emails to the president and the boards of curators outlining Bailey's request for family and mid-call leave FMLA and families. Well, Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, state that the relationship between her and Mosley went downhill due to her severe depression and anxiety. Additional emails reveal that when she made complaints about how she was treated to the board of curators, the board president wrote a response back to her saying, in part, please be advised The Board of Curators does not engage in the management of personal issues for Lincoln University and will not be taking further action related to the issue. Bailey also wrote that she was intentionally harassed and bullied and that after receiving a poor evaluation when asked for help, the president ignored requests, failing to respond to emails or a face-to-face dance around the topic. So with nobody left to kind of help her she decided to commit suicide and now as you already heard from me earlier they're calling for the president's uh resignation and that's that's sad that's sad because when you're in a position or when you're at a job or even when you're a student of some type they always say if you need help go talk to a counselor talk to someone within power to help you out with your Uh, any type of problems that you do have. And this lady, from her emails that were shown to different people, um, she did try to get help. She tried to seek uh, help, and they just never gave it to her. They ignored her, and for her to feel that she was bullied, that's insane to me. Not insane in the fact that I don't believe it, that's insane to me how you have a colleague telling you, dogs, I need help, I need to Step away or something of that magnitude. and You guys are just like ignoring her. That's crazy to me. I've said it before, and I mean this with all my heart. If you are at a position in a job or if you are a student and you feel some type of way and you're not getting any type of help from people in a spot that you need to uh, get help from, step away. Just step away from the school, step away from the job just to recollect yourself. Now, for students, that's going to be hard for them because they have to go back there or uh, take up some of the missing work that they missed while they were gone. I say put your mental health before anything else, because a lot of people, they don't realize that your mental health is kind of number one priority before even your uh, physical health. You got to have both line, but if your mental health is completely crap, your physical health is not going to be any better. Because if your physical health is great, guess what? How many people have we heard about their physical health was great and they end up dying and you end up finding out that they were suffering from some type of depression, they were suffering something mentally. It's always that type of business before the other way around where their mental health was great, but their physical health was trash. So again, again, I want people, if they're not in a great spot, to please step away from something and just get themselves mentally correct. Do the best that you absolutely can do. That's what I'm asking for. If you're working at a job, step away from the job. Step away from the people. and Get yourself right. If that means for you to quit the job, quit it. I wish this lady right here would have quit the job if she did not get the help that she was desperately needing, as you can tell from reports here she was asking for help they just didn't want to give it to her and i wish that she didn't uh, commit suicide i wish she would have talked to a suicide hotline number and by the way i do have the national suicide hotline number in the episode description if you live in america there you go right there uh for the people out there in other countries please look up your own national suicide hotline for your other countries i'm pretty sure they should have one if not sp- speak to someone that is close to you Speak to someone that knows you in and out, someone that might even know you better than you know yourself in certain situations, because guess what? They will tell you the right way or will tell you what you need to do so you won't feel this type of way. Um, I just want people to live. I want people to be in a better space mentally. I do feel that way for a lot of individuals. Sometimes I have to give my own people tough love. I do that, but they know Without a doubt, I do mean it from the gracious of my heart. They know I do care about them. Um, But I want people to be in a good spot. I want people to be in a good space. And I just want people to uh, be in a spot that they want to live instead of taking their own lives. And I feel sorry for uh, Dr. Anita uh, Bailey here. I feel sorry for her that she had to take her life. She felt that she had to take her life because she wasn't getting... um, any type of help from the people that were supposed to give her help, her own colleagues, for Christ's sake. Um, So I'm hoping that the president does get, hmm, hope he does resign, hope he does get fired throughout this whole thing because if there's emails, in which there are emails, stating that she tried to get help and nobody wanted to help her, a lot of people got to go because you're not setting a tone for people to actually want to work there because if people know that you guys didn't want to help and they have the receipts to show it, guess what? I would put it on a big old letter chain to anybody in the professional world. Do not go to this university. Do not go to these people until they change their guards. Change the people at the top because if you're in a crappy mental space, these people are not going to help you. As a matter of fact, they might even send you down a worse path and you might end up like Miss Dr. Bailey here. So again, I feel sorry for Ms. Bailey. I just want people to get themselves together. I want them to get themselves right mentally. And if it takes for you to step away from something to get yourself right mentally, please do so. And also call the National Suicide Hotline number. If you live in America, I have it in the episode description. I always do that every single week because that stuff is important. I want people to get themselves right. I don't want people to kill themselves, commit suicide, or lie themselves. You know the deal. I don't want people to do that. I want people to live. I want people to find uh, something to live for instead of just, well, ending it. So, um, again, that's the PSA for everyone here. Please try to take a little bit of time every day just to focus on yourself mentally. Um, and I feel that you'll come out better in the end. Now, moving away from this sad, depressing uh, situation right here. I want to talk about something that kind of caught me off guard this past week. Um, there's tunnels in New York City. There are underground tunnels. As it was discovered, uh, New York City officials said they have issued vacant orders to due to an, an illegally constructed underground tunnel connected to a synagogue complex, complex where chaos erupted this week over a secret passageway. Engineers with the city's Department of Buildings have been investigating the site since Tuesday morning, a day after police responded to reports of a damaged wall at a world headquarters in Brooklyn. Police say they responded to 911 calls of a disorderly group outside of the headquarters at 770 Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn, a neighborhood of Crown Heights on Monday night. Responding officers were informed that a group of individuals unlawfully entered 770 Eastern Parkway by damaging a wall, NYPD said. When the synagogue moved to repair the wall, the men tried to stop it. Video shot by witnesses show police confronting men standing within a space inside of a brick wall. Others could be seen tossing desks while officers handcuffed some of the men in front of the damaged wall. Now, all in all, police would arrest nine men between the ages of 19 and 22 on criminal mischief and reckless endangerment. Charges The headquarters was temporarily closed, pending a review of the structural integrity of the building. Okay, so basically they're trying to say that there were tunnels that uh, connected from a synagogue down in New York City to some other places. And again, this got everybody off surprised. People were creating uh, conspiracy theories. People were trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know what is going on. People were trying to say this is the Jewish uh secret connective tunnels. I don't know what's going down in New York City at all. I don't I just don't. I was trying to wait and see what else the news was gonna come out with this so I could report to you guys about it. Because not a lot of people probably know about this type of thing. Because this wouldn't make it too much across the news. I mean it'll probably pop one day but like the rest of the week nothing. Um there's no understanding why this secret tunnel was made hopefully within this upcoming week we'll find out more about it because I will be putting foots on next to try to figure out okay you guys created a underground tunnel why what was the reasoning what was the message why what were you guys trying to do this whole thing it is weird um the Jewish community right now they're getting a whole lot of hate uh Crimes committed towards them. They might be using this tunnel to try to avoid individuals. I don't know what it is. I truly don't. I'm hoping that they're able the police whoever's in charge of this investigation, quote unquote, will be able to find out what they can about this whole underground tunnel. I I just truly want to know what was the purpose. What is it? I don't understand any of this. This thing popped up and I thought, okay, this is crazy. This is kind of ludicrous because why is someone creating an underground tunnel? And as I said, this is a uh, synagogue, so it's kind of patched up with the Jewish community. So Jewish people, they're probably going to get a whole lot of much more slander on their names, thrown more. Uh, They're already taking a lot of slander now. But this being another one of them, this kind of doesn't help. So again, I hope to find out what this tunnel was used for, what people were doing with it. Why was it built in this upcoming week? That's what I'm hoping for. Now, on to the next topic here, as this comes from CNN, as it would report that the controversial spiritual leader, whose supporters believe he is the reincarnation of Buddha, better known as Buddha Boy, has been arrested in Nepal over sexual abuse charges, according to local police. Buddha Boy, or his public name is Ram Bojan, I'm hoping I'm saying the name right, uh, was arrested this past Tuesday evening when he was trying to absconding in the case of sexual exploitation of a minor, and absconding means just basically trying to avoid, so he was trying to avoid being caught in this uh, case, the police said in a statement. An arrest warrant against him was issued in 2020, according to the statement in the case of a sexual abuse of a minor girl who was allegedly living as a nun at his ashram in the Bara District, south of the capital of Kathmandu. CNN has not been able to reach Buddha Boy for a comment and was not able to determine if he has a lawyer. Now, the police would say that they were acting on a tip-off. They were tracking a 34-year-old to the outskirts of Kathmandu and arresting him while he was trying to flee. The statement added, they also say they seized more than a dozen mobile phones, five laptops, and tablets, and more than $200,000 in Nepali and foreign currencies at his home. Um, they would continue on saying that in recent years, Buddha boy has dodged, uh, allegations of wrongdoing. His ashram was raided in 2019 while investigating the disappearance of four of his followers. Police on Wednesday said further investigation and searches are being conducted regarding the followers who was disappeared from Buddha boys ashram at various times, uh, They will conclude saying that the sexual abuse charges related to the nun who in 2018 publicly accused him of raping her at one of his ashrams when she was a minor. So we have that here, and this doesn't shock me at all. Um, Religion or spiritual leaders or people that you don't want to put a lot of stake into, I've mentioned this some episodes ago, probably some years ago, and I'll restate it in here. I think when you... Are religious, or you're a spiritual person, I think you need to just be one with your spiritual self or your religion. That's about it. Do not try to look up to any spiritual leaders. Do not do that because more likely nine times out of ten you will be disappointed Now. There will be some spiritual leaders out there that are good people that will do good and uh mean good to everyone that they come in contact with and actually do want to preach or spread their religion to people without forcing it on the people. You will get those spiritual leaders, but as I said, nine times out of ten, your spiritual leader will fail you. As we know from what last year when the Dalai Lama, he got a whole lot of flack, deservedly so, whenever he put his tongue down the little boy's mouth. That was disgusting here with Buddha Boy, with this allegation going on here, Um, and also in America. There's some things going around right now that I'm not going to touch until like... uh, actual like police investigations like cases are opened up that i will mention here that's when i will mention it but you could do the research for yourself for you to understand exactly what and who i'm talking about but um again i don't know if that stuff is true or not but again whenever there is an arrest or some type of investigation to look into then i'll be able to talk about it because as i said spiritual leaders you will always find nine times out of ten they will uh fail you in whatever you believe them to be. So if you are a spiritual or religious person, just, I would say, walk the path for yourself. Try to to, uh, take care of yourself in the best spiritual way that you can. For me, I'm I'm not going to say I am a religious-esque type person. I'm more of a, okay, I believe God exists. I believe I should do right. That's kind of the basics of, I believe, any religion. Do right, you get treated right, do wrong. You're going to be ended up, treat it wrong at the end when you're dead. So that's the way I try to live my life day by day, but I also do say a prayer at least in the morning every day because I did make a deal with God a couple uh years ago. So I'm kind of like I'm making up on my side of the deal. So that's kind of my thing. So again, I'm not too much of a uh person that's going to spread religion like that. That's just my thing, but again, I uh, walk upon my own path. I do my own thing just like everybody else does, but do not look towards uh, spiritual leaders. Now, moving off that, I do want to talk about a scumbag tactic that happened this past week for people that are unaware. Uh, Amazon, they have decided that they're going to cut hundreds of jobs at Prime Video and at Amazon MGM Studios, as this was reported by the Hollywood uh, Studios. Mike Hobson, the executive who leads the division, announced a reduction in an email Wednesday morning. Right, and that several hundred rules would be eliminated. Our industry continues to evolve quickly, and it's important that we prioritize our investments for the long-term success of our business while we relentlessly focusing on what we know matters most to our customers. He wrote, I think you guys kind of get what I'm about to go here with this. He tries to pad it down by saying that they're basically going to be terminated. Uh, it is not clear how this week's cuts will impact those divisions or where they are focused. Uh, I do want to let you guys know this. The Hollywood Reporter would say that they also just came before Amazon is set to turn on ads for Prime Video, requiring users to pay an extra $3 per month to avoid ads. The move is estimated to instantly deliver billions of dollars in revenue to the division. So they're going to be getting billions of dollars, but they just decided to cut people. I don't like whenever businesses do that. I understand businesses are going to continue to do that because they want to reduce people. Everything's moving to technology, and if you got people working on technology, guess what? You don't need people. You can cut them and a.k.a. save you money, and you just basically get to reap uh, the benefits of your workers or the little clogs in the machine that you easily replace. That's what's happening. So, Amazon is going to be raking in mad money while they're cutting jobs at Prime Video and at uh, MGM Studios. And I don't like it. I don't. I think that's scumbaggy of you to do that. I think you at least, if you're going to do this and you're going to cut people, at least have them say, hey, we're going to keep you guys on for another three months. Uh, Within these three months, try to find another job. Try to find this or that. Don't try to say, hey, we're going to be cutting you guys. And No. No, you guys just decided to do that. That's not cool. That's not right. Keep them on for three months. Let them find a job. Let them find other places of work and all that type of stuff. Because if you're going to be turning on your freaking ads and you're going to be raking in money the way that they're saying that you're going to be raking in billions of dollars because people are not going to be want to be uh, look for your ads. People are not going to be wanting to sit through and watch ads. Me, I got no problem with it. I ain't got no beef. I come from a generation where I sat through commercials And I still sit through commercials now when I have to watch some programs on television. So for me, this is not a problem. But a lot of people, they'll pay the extra $3 just to avoid it. And you're baking in money off of that. And you're just deciding to cut people's jobs. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Again, I said this is a scumbag move. And it will always continue to be a scumbag move when any business decides to pull it. But people will say, Gerald, it's business. People will continue to do what business do. I just don't like it. So, hopefully, the workers here, they'll find new jobs. Hopefully, that's what's going to happen. Uh, I just wish that they gave them three months. That's me. But, uh, yeah, scumbag move. And, again, this is a notice for every worker out there that's working for any type of company. I want you to look out for yourself. Just like I said earlier in the show when I talk about the dean to happen to unalive herself, I need you guys to start looking out for yourself because all these entities, these machines, these businesses, they're going to look out for themselves. That's all it is to life. So let this be a uh, lesson for everybody else. Now, moving from one giant to another, as is what's reported by NBC News, eBay, they will have to pay $3 million to resolve criminal charges stemming from several of its former employees sending live spiders, cockroaches, and a fetal pig to a... Massachusetts couple, who wrote a newsletter critical of the company in 2019, officials would say Thursday, the online auction giant was criminally charged with two counts of stalking through interstate travel, two counts of stalking through electronic communication services, witness tampering, and obstruction of justice. The United States Attorney's Office for the District of Massachusetts said in a statement as part of a deferred prosecution agreement ebay has agreed to pay the penalty which is the maximum fine allowed by the state for six felonies prosecutors said the company must also retain an independent corporate compliance monitor for three years and will have to make changes to its compliance program according to federal authorities so i like that this happened this was this was something i paid attention to i didn't know none about this uh but that's kind of disgusting all this because a couple wrote a newsletter that you guys didn't like in 2019. So eBay now has to uh, fork over $3 million to this couple. Now, I understand that it might be new regime, new people that are there to have to pay these three millions up because of past employees' screw-ups to the company, uh, to the couple. I understand that the new heads might not know anything about this, but again... Once you work for this machine, you are responsible for what happens there, whether you're been a person that's been there for some time or you're someone to just pop in there. Guess what? You are now held responsible for all of current, future, impasse, employees, screw ups and everything else. So eBay they now have to pay this Massachusetts couple three million dollars. So I like it. I don't want nobody else to receive anything like this, especially if you're just critical of a company. I don't think any company should uh, do any of this, and I think this should be another warning out there. For anybody that works in these big companies, do not do that. Do not try to fight the flag. Do not try to wave the flag of any company. You are not the company unless you are born into said company. Then I understand you waving the flag. But, as I said before, you are a clog in the machine, and once you decide, or once the company decides to remove you and replace you, that's about it. So, do not wave the flag for the company. Do not do anything stupid like this, because the company will be paying for this, whether you're there or not. That's all I gotta say about that. So, congrats to the Massachusetts couple, and I don't want nobody else to uh, ever be sent any type of live animals or a uh, pig carcass, if you will. That was kind of disgusting. Uh, anything else I want to do before I move over into sports, because sports was a big week. There are two things I do want to talk about before I do move over to sports. Uh, the first one is the Buffalo, uh, supermarket shooter, Peyton Gendron, or whatever his last name is, the 19 year old who killed 10 people, uh, in 2022 in May, uh, the prosecutors in his court did Well, in his uh, case, did tell the court on Friday that they will be seeking the death penalty for the 19-year-old. Uh, United States believe the circumstances in courts 11 through 20 of the indictment are such that in the event of a conviction, a sentence of death is justified, the filing said. Lawyers for the Buffalo uh, shooter previously said he would consider pleading guilty to the federal charges if the death penalty was taken off the table. Uh, The shooter was not in court on Friday when the prosecutor formally notified the judge of the government's intent to seek for the death penalty. The judge did say that the defendant would have to show up in court soon. The next court date is on February the 2nd. I'm pretty sure his lawyers are probably trying to tell him right now. Hey, if you don't want to die, you need to plead guilty to this. Because if you plead guilty, we could probably take the death penalty off the table because America doesn't do a lot of death penalty. Cases a lot of death sentences a lot, especially now. So I can see the kid pleading guilty, and he'll probably serve like mad many consecutive life sentences. That's where I'm thinking this is headed with this. If he doesn't plead guilty, then he's playing a real risky type game because you got a lot of evidence like labeling him and saying, Yo, you did this, you did the killing, you did the shooting, it was racially motivated. Because they've said that you visited that supermarket mad multiple times before you even did the shooting, uh, you got the video of him doing the shooting. I mean, this is a slam dunk type of situation. I don't think no, um, no jury of anybody's peers, unless you got some real and I mean extreme white supremacists on that jury stance, is going to really side with him. If I'm going to be completely honest. So I think he's going to plead guilty whenever he pops into court on February the 2nd, I believe. I just said that the next court date for him is. And I think he's going to plead guilty, so he avoids the death penalty, as I've stated. Um, It's kind of, it's still suckish that 10 people had to die because of this jackass's um, inability to not be racist. It's, It's crazy to me. It's crazy how you could kill someone, go to jail, the justice system wants to put you to death, the same way that you put all these other innocent people to death, and you can say to the system, you know what? I'll plead guilty just to avoid dying. Something that you didn't give these people to do. Avoid dying when you run up into that supermarket and start shooting. So state yet again, February 2nd, that's his next court date. I will be talking about that when something comes about it, whether it be... On a Wednesday episode of Midweek Breakdown, or I'll be talking to you guys on a Sunday episode about it. But again, the Boston, uh, not Boston, God, Buffalo shooter, he has the chance to be put to death with a death penalty if he decides to uh, not plead guilty. Because the prosecution, they're leaning for that with this case. And, amen, it is what it is. Now, on to the next topic. It seems we got another uh, Gypsy Rose in an attempted situation that could have happened. Uh, ABC News: They would put out Ohio woman charge after allegedly pretending daughter had cancer to collect donations. Pamela Reed, 41, of Pleasant City, is accused of providing documentation to her daughter's school, alleging that the seven-year-old had cancer, according to particularly redacted court documents posted online. Reed also allegedly told the school that her daughter, whose name the court documents does not reveal, was blind in her right eye and would be having a port implanted in the near future for her. Cancer treatments, According to the documents, which also state Reed posted numerous statements on Facebook about her daughter having cancer. Several local organizations had participated in fundraising efforts and had made monetary contributions to help the family offset medical expenses, the Noble County Sheriff's Office wrote in a Facebook post. This allegedly included an approximately $8,000 donation from one local organization to aid in the cancer treatment expenses. The court documents further allege that the daughter's school became suspicious about Reed's claims after conducting an eye exam on the girl as they did with all the students. The school also concerned about the girl because the girl had missed over 280 hours of school for this year already, according to the documents. So this will have the school uh, contacting a health provider who confirmed the child did not have and never had cancer or leukemia. The school then contacted the sheriff's office and the child services and shared their concerns. Reed was questioned by authorities on January 8th, according to the court documents, at which time she allegedly admitted that her daughter did not have cancer and that she had altered documents from a provider to say her daughter had leukemia, which she then sent to the school. Reed also admitted that she shaved her daughter's hair and that the girl's hair wasn't short, due to cancer treatments, according to the court documents, and that she posted that her daughter had cancer online because she liked the support given as a result. So Reed was arrested and charged with theft by deception, a felony in the fourth degree, with bonds set at $50,000. She remains in the jail's custody. Uh, if convicted, she faced up to 18 months in prison, according to Ohio law. So there you go. Um, Again, we almost had another Gypsy Rose situation here. This is sickening to me. I don't know how people do this type of stuff. Again, Gypsy Rose's mom, she has some type of uh, disease, some type of mental disease. So they will give Gypsy Rose's mother that excuse. Hey, it is what it is. People have their own opinion on this one. But this right here in this uh, topic is just another copycat. And it's weird how when you're an adult, you will try to look for some type of... Sympathy, and you'll use your kid to gain some sympathy, gain some type of uh, exposure. That is nastiness. That is nasty of its highest form, dude. What are we doing here? You have a child. This is your kid. This is supposed to be your pride and joy. Certain people don't feel that way about their kids. Certain people feel different ways. But when you have a kid, that's supposed to be your pride and joy. You're not supposed to subject him to different type of things because you want to feel something from other people, and she got money from people, she got sympathy, she got all these other emotions that she probably was lacking in some department of her life, I don't know what it is that the mom lacked, again, money, cool, money is a thing that a lot of people lack, especially in this (laughs) ecosystem now, they're lacking it, and I understand it, but You're trying to look for sympathy from other individuals? Don't do that. This was a nasty way to go about it. This was a nasty way to even try to get money. It was nasty all across the board. So I'm glad that the mother did get arrested before we did end up with another Gypsy Rose situation like for real. Now, moving off from that, now it's time to get into some sports. I usually don't talk about sports unless it's like whenever the national champions are crowned or uh, something else big happens. And this week we had a lot of big stuff happening. Um, first thing that technically happened were coaches being retired and some being let off and just being fired. Um, coach Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, both of the coaches uh notorious in their fields, uh decided to step away from their positions. Nick Saban, he is retiring from Alabama. He was the coach there for 17 seasons, so about 17 uh years. He got them seven national championships. So Nick Saban, he's retiring from there. And they already got his position already filled up by a Kalen Dubor. I have no idea how to say my man's name. Again, I don't watch college football like that. That's not my bag. But Nick Saban, he was a big uh, name in the college football-like environment. He was the Bill Belichick for college. He was the coach that everybody wanted to play for because they knew Alabama was a uh, notorious, nonstoppable type of team so for Nick Saban to retire give up his post amen those are gonna be some big shoes for someone to fill up and personally I hope nobody kind of fills up his shoes I hope they kind of make their own shoes because living up to someone else's uh standards which they were at a time when they were the biggest guy on that team or they were in the biggest position it's going to be hard for anyone to do so that's why I say I want no one to fill up his shoes I hope they just Keep Nick Saban as a relic, keep him as an idea, but let this new head coach do and be his own person. Don't try to measure him up to Nick Saban, because uh, before Nick Saban wasn't Nick Saban, he was just another guy. So you got to allow his replacements to just be other guys until they start finding their own way of success. Now, same thing going over to Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, the coach for... Uh, New England Patriots. He and the New England Patriots, they have several ways. He's gone after being there for 24 seasons. So, 24 years he was with the uh, Patriots. He got them six Super Bowl titles. And I believe you can't speak about Bill Belichick without talking about Tom Brady. Those two are kind of like a package deal. Uh, Tom Brady would say that he was the best coach in the history of the NFL, so he gives some respect to uh, a former coach. So, Bill Belichick, he's gone now. There he got his replacement filled up by Gerard uh, Mayo. He's a guy that has been on the Patriots. He played for the Patriots. He was already a part of the coaching staff before he got put up to the now head coaching spot. And again, same thing what I just said about Nick Saban's replacement. I hope that they allow this guy to uh, fill out his own shoes. Don't try to just fill out the shoes of Bill Belichick because that's going to be a hard thing to do because as I just said with Nick Saban, uh, before Nick Saban was the top guy, he was just another guy. Before Bill Belichick was just some guy, he was... Well, before Bill Belichick was Bill Belichick, he was just some guy. So you got to allow this guy that's coming in to fill out this spot here to just allow him to be himself. You got to allow him to work around. And I think this is going to be great for both Alabama and the Patriots, especially their fan base. I think their fan base is going to allow them to... uh be themselves and allow them to kind of let them curate what they need to curate if it doesn't work this season hey it's their first time uh being a coaching for this big organization of this magnitude allow them to make the mistakes that it requires for them to do but if they are going to be a unstoppable force and they already are doing that in their when the season comes up guess what it gives them already a chip on their shoulder saying, okay, I'm doing right. Uh, the team respects me. The fans respect me. Guess what? We're going to have a great time. We're going to do the best that we got here. So I think it's a win-win for the uh, replacement coaches, I think, me personally. Because, again, you're not going to – I don't think you're going to put too much weight on them when they first get here. That will be idiotic. So don't do that. Um, so you have that here in the coaching situation. Also, uh, Pete Carroll, he was the coach for – Uh, Seattle Seahawks, they released him this year, well, this past week, so three coaches have been just no longer with their respective teams, and we'll see what happens. Apparently, Bill Belichick is not done with coaching, at least that's what's being reported right now. He might be going to another team. We'll have to wait and see at the time of this recording. Bill Belichick has not signed to another team, so again, we'll wait and see. Same thing with Pete Carroll. We have no idea where he's going to end up, but... Uh, wherever they go, best of luck. Now, that's the good side of happening over in the sports world. Let's go over and take a dip into the ugly side. Uh, I want to talk about the Chicago Bulls. Friday night, the uh, Chicago Bulls, they had their Ring of Honor ceremony, and it honored Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and multiple other individuals. Now, neither Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Rodman showed up for the ceremony. They had videos uh playing up to show them acknowledging the event and what may have you. Now, the biggest thing coming out of this ring of honor ceremony was that the former general manager, Jerry Krause, he was being honored, and the Chicago fans, they weren't having it. The Chicago fans booed him, and... What makes it worse is that Jerry Krause, he's already no longer here. So his wife was there to pick up the honors, and they showed a video of her just basically not liking the fans booing. You could kind of see her, like, waving her hands, but, like, in a sad type of way. You can even see it in her face. She wasn't accepting the boos. You just see it, like, being not great. So Miss Krause, she had a bad time there. You had former... uh, Chicago players that were at the event, and they talked about how this wasn't a great look for Chicago. They didn't like that she was treated this way. Now, to give some backstory here, because I had to look this up, because, again, I already said I'm not notorious with uh, basketball. Uh, Jerry Krause, he was the general manager for the Bulls from 1985 to 2003, and is not popular among Chicago fans. Michael Jordan famously despised him, and he is widely blamed for the exit of Phil Jackson in 1998 which precipitated the collapse of the team's dynasty. So that's the reason why people don't like Jerry Krause, and that's the reason why his name got booed after they played the video package showing his face. So you had that happen at Chicago on Friday. People were not happy about it. As I said, former Bulls players, they weren't happy. To be more specific, Steve Kerr, who was the head coach for the Golden State Warriors who played under Jerry Krause, Krause, who was a teammate of Michael Jordan during that era, he has some harsh words to say after the ceremony. He will say, it's shameful, absolutely shameful. I cannot believe I'm devastated for Thelma and for the Krause family. What can we possibly be thinking? I cannot believe that the fans, and you have to understand, when you hear boos, it's not all of them, right? So the fans who booed, they know who they are. What are we doing? Whether people like Jerry or not, whether they disagree with the decision to move on, we're here to celebrate the team. Jerry did an amazing job building that team. Tonight and last night was all about the joy and love that that team shared with the city. And I'm so disappointed in the fans. And I want to be specific because there are a lot of fans, I'm sure, who did not boo. Both those who booed, they should be ashamed. So now that part of ugly business happened Friday. But earlier in the week, we had Stephen A. Smith. Uh, basically, go after Jason Willlock. Now, to give some backstory here, Jason willock he was a guy that used to work at ESPN and Fox. He talked about Stephen A. Smith's book. Stephen A. Smith, in his book, he has some stories about his life. It's basically a, a memoir about Stephen A. Smith's life. And Jason willock he questioned some of the uh, things in Stephen A.'s book. He questioned uh, Stephen A.'s ability playing basketball and other things. Stephen A. Smith, he gets on his own show, and he would just basically get at Jason Willock. Now, Stephen A. Smith, he would let everyone know that he called up his pastor, he called up the ESPN executives, and he, bought, and he basically let them know that he's about to get at Jason Willock, because some of the words in which Stephen A. Smith to describe Jason Willock would look damning to ESPN, Disney, you kind of get the drift. So, I'm about to just play a small excerpt of what Stephen A. Smith said about Jason Whitlock, and I'll just talk to you guys after it. Jason Whitlock.
0: I said that name. It's not a name I've uttered. I normally don't do that. But it's necessary to do now. I've had enough of that fat bastard. That's who the hell he is. Now, I have sat back for years, at least nine to 10 years, saying absolutely nothing about this man. I never uttered the words fat bastard out of my mouth until a few months ago. So that means that the previous nine years, you never heard me speak on him at all. But now it's necessary. Let me read the graph to you that it says. Keep in mind, Stephen A. can't write. This staff, the one Whitlock was praising by way of warnings that if the writers and editors wouldn't align with his vision, he would get rid of them, was not the one Whitlock wanted. The Undefeated, because that was the name of the title before it ultimately became Andscape. The Undefeated was originally meant to attract the best and brightest young black talent in the country. With Whitlock's aim set so high that he at one point seriously tried to recruit the Atlantic's ta Coates the sharpest cultural commentator in the business today as things worked out though those young writers comprehensively refused to work with him so did big name ESPNers like Howard Bryant Jamel Hill and Stephen A. Smith I couldn't write huh while you were on Blaze TV Spewing that bullshit to people. Did you tell them that? Did you tell them how you stood outside, outside of First Take, begging me to talk to you? Did you tell them that once the same article in Deadspin came out, weeks later you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email, begging me to forgive you, pointing out how you were betrayed? by this particular writer so you know how I must feel that you betrayed me did you tell the folks that you bitch did you tell them your fat piece of shit did you tell them that remember when I got suspended years ago you know it was out there writing stuff smiling in my face one minute talking smack about me behind my back and then ultimately writing it it was him Remember when I supposedly used the and people were speculating that he used the N word on the air and all of this other stuff. He was the first one out there trying to say that I did it. My point is in bringing up all of that, Jason Whitlock pounced on it because that's what he does. You see what he does. He's the one that puts himself in front of white folks. Not all white folks. Not most white folks, but the white folks that, dare we say, may have a problem with black folks. He says, I'm your man. That's what he does. You think I'm lying? Ask ESPN. Ask Fox. Ask the Kansas City Star. Ask them all.
1: Now, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen A. Smith never, ever goes on a uh, cursing rant the way that he did here with Jason Willock. Now, I want to make this perfectly known. He did go about this for about a good, I'll say, 30 to 35 to 40 minutes. It's all available on his uh, YouTube page, but the point being is this, Stephen A. Smith really never ever curses on television. This is on his own personal time. This is his own project, but he can be exed by Disney, ESPN, ABC. You get the drift. That's the reason why he told his bosses that before he did this. Now, Getting to Jason Whitlock, Stephen A. Smith does not like Jason Whitlock. Nobody in the sports media world likes Jason Whitlock. Stephen A. Smith will list out a litany of people that will not stand behind Jason Whitlock because Jason Whitlock has basically uh, made himself a parasite, made himself basically blacklisted in his own like journalistic sports world. He mentions a Jamel Hill, he mentions a Skip Bayless, he mentions a Dan Levitard, he mentions other sports analysts that are worth a damn in that field. That will not back him. That will not back Jason Wolop because he is a crappy person. Now, Stephen A. Smith, I respect him because Stephen A. Smith is not afraid to voice his opinion. Now, there's been times on this show in some episodes way back when I got at Stephen A. Smith. I got at Stephen A. Smith because he got at Kyrie Irving whenever Kyrie was over at Brooklyn Nets. And it was during the COVID time and Kyrie didn't want to do the vaccine. I got at Stephen A. for that. I got at Stephen A. because of Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown came out a couple years ago. They say it was 2022, and he got at Stephen A. Smith because of Stephen A. Smith constantly using Kwame Brown as a bust, and Kwame spoke about it, and I said something that Stephen A. Smith shouldn't be saying, none of that. And he got his just due for constantly speaking bad about a man's name. See, Stephen A. Smith, he's able to take some criticism from people, but I think from Jason Whitlock it just kind of pushed Stephen A. to the point because Stephen A. Smith tried to help out Jason Willock at one point in his time when he was over there apparently at ESPN and for Jason Willock to talk crap about him it's kind of that effect where I can stand people talking crap about me but when it's you a person that I helped or a person that I had relations with that's whenever you kind of twist the knife and like okay now I gotta do something and for Stephen A. Smith to say something about Jason Willock out of him uh, just standing there and taking hits from Jason for nine to ten years from what Stephen A has been saying that's that finally pushed him over the edge so they have their business going on now uh Willog will respond to it on his show and hey it's gonna go back and forth I play Stephen A Smith because again you don't really hear this about you don't really hear this from uh Stephen A like that and I found it quite entertaining. Because my man just cussing up a storm. That was funny. It was funny to me. I laughed a lot editing that up. That was funny to the monk. But, ladies and gentlemen, please be aware. It is 2024. We are just starting. You got people entertainment going at one another. You got now journalists going at each other. This is something new. Politicians, they've been getting at one another. Expect more politicians to get at one another. Since this is now, uh what, presidential race time now? So expect a lot more nastiness to come out. 2024 is just a year of nasty. So expect a lot of nastiness to uh, come out uh, before this year is over from everybody in every department of life. Now, on to the last topic. As I stated earlier in the show, I want to move away from the nastiness side of the sports world. I want to talk about something that hopes to give inspiration to people. Uh, Whether you're in the sports world or just regular everyday life, uh, sports football hall of famer uh good morning america anchor michael strahan he would appear on thursday good morning america with his daughter isabella strahan um, his daughter is undergoing treatment for being diagnosed with a common malignant tumor that arises in the cerebellum which is part of the brain located at the base of the skull so basically she has some type of uh, brain cancer uh they would talk about Her learning of her condition in late October, undergoing uh, surgery in October 27th, a day before her 19th uh, birthday. She undergoed the whole chemotherapy treatment. She had to learn how to walk again. Her family was around her. Um, They did this whole process. They talked about it. And, dude, this is crazy to think about it. Um, Me and my mom, we would watch GMA. And from time to time, we will see that Michael Strahan isn't on there. And boy, we will hope that, okay, we hope nothing happened to Michael Strahan. We hope that nothing happened as in the fire aspect, because, again, you don't know about these things until somebody kind of pokes their head and say, oh, yeah, someone's been fired. But once this video package came out and they talked about how Michael Strahan was there with his daughter, it made a lot of sense. I was like, oh, that's the reason why. So it gave a lot of leeway to let people know why he was not there as much on the uh, broadcast on good morning America, but I'm glad Michael Strahan's daughter was able to have the surgery that she was supposed to have. She went through the whole uh, rehabilitation process. She is beating or at least fighting the cancer back. She said that uh, she rang the bell. It was great. It was very exciting because it's been a long 30 sessions, six weeks. Um, as I said, her sister Sophia was by her side. The family's by her side. It's just so great to have family by your side as you're going through something as painful and as unknown as brain cancer. Because brain cancer, that's something different. Like that's in the brain. That's something that you don't wish or even think about. Like having cancer in the brain, cancer dude, you got thinking about someone cracking your head open, going into your brain. dog. that is a scary uh, thing. This story hit me hard because. As a kid, I had a lot of headaches and there was a point in my life where my mom had to take me up to see if there was anything wrong with my head, whether I had like uh, some type of under known type of situation. Thank God nothing happened. Everything's all normal. But um, that's the reason why this story hit me hard, because, man, I don't know if I would be able to take this uh, diagnosis with as much grace and as much like smiling faces as you see Isabella is sitting next to her father. You should see her smiling and everything. And just seeing her smile after all of this, it's great. It gives people hope. It gives people the chance to say, hey, I might be going through something bad, but I'm not going through brain cancer. I didn't go through anything like this uh, young girl experienced. So that's what I'm hoping for, for people to get. I hope that people are getting to look at the bigger picture Get over anything small, because guess what if you don't have anything uh devastating like this girl had, you're able to accomplish what you need to accomplish you're able to uh you're able to let things die under the bridge and under the um waters now certain people not gonna do it because that's just what it is, and that's just who they are but um if you have nothing that's really stopping you from looking at life on a positive end, look at life on a positive spectrum. don't be a debbie downer. Just look at life and uh, appreciate life because you don't know when your time is going to be called out. And uh, that's what I got from this. So, again, I'm happy for Michael Strahan. I'm happy for his daughters. I'm happy for his daughter that uh, experienced this situation in uh, more power, light, and love to the Michael Strahan uh, family as a whole. Now, with all that being said, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. For people that did not check out my midweek breakdown, it is available to you right now. Um, For people that watch professional wrestling, I have that episode up for you right now. It's available to you right away. I dropped it yesterday. Um, Is there anything else I want to talk about promotion wise? No, I think that's it. So it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to thank all the podcast sites for having me on here, because without them, I won't be able to get these podcast episodes out to you guys, the listeners, so I want to thank them, but also, not so far behind, I want to thank you guys, the podcast listeners, the downloaders, because without you guys, I'll be a guy talking into a mic, into a black void, and I do appreciate everyone that downloads the episodes, whether you're in America or from another country, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, Now, with all that being said, always remember, I love
0: you, I love you.
1: I do love you guys this is not a gimmick i appreciate every single one of you um gentlemen and ladies valentine's day is coming please be aware of that please pick up whatever you gotta pick up do not be on the last train last place to pick up anything uh anything else nope so with that this has been you're my two cents podcast hosted by g2 he is i and i am him i love you all have a great day this isn't goodbye this until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again and with all that being said kanye could you please take these people home i'm tired
0: you tired Uh jesus